Do you like talking about things you're not qualified to talk about? Us too. The Dumb Nerds Podcast, a show where comedians talk about smart topics they're too dumb for. Every week, your host, that's me, Cassie Jerkins, invites a new funny guest on to get down and nerdy. Laugh and learn about topics like how to buy a house, the Terminator movies, and the Titanic. Check out Dumb Nerds today on your favorite podcast app. This is a Boardwalk Audio Podcast. Like Nessie, drink your whiskey like Swanson. You like parks and recreation. If you know you hate Jerry, I'm rich, I have a bit of horsey. You love parks and recreation. Well, Hello, Parkies. You fell into the pit. Welcome to I Love You and I Like You, a Parks and Recreation podcast. I'm your host, Elise Michelle. And I'm your separate but equal host, Stephen Pearlstein. (laughs) And today on the show, we are talking about episode two, season one. Did that backwards. Canvassing. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Today's guest, it isn't Lennon Parham. We really wanted Lennon Parham. She plays a character whose name I've already forgot uh, in that show. Kate Hardstark? Yeah, we're going to say Kate Hardstark. I don't think that's right. We really wanted Lennon. Lennon and she was unavailable. She's like, well, come, I'll come later. So instead, we got this guy. <laughs> He's really great. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's an actor, writer, and comedian. You may know him from Adam Ruins Everything. And I just learned this today. He's a Muppet. Oh, yeah, that's crazy a fact. Ex-girlfriend fans may know him as uh, Brody, a.k.a. Grocery <laughs> Clerk with half an eyelid. It's Ben Seaman, y'all. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank, Thank you for joining us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say? You look like you're about to start saying something. Oh, no. I was just going to um, say have some whiskey, but we don't have any here. Yeah, we've been, you you guys have we've been yeah, pouring whiskey for our for our guests, and we, and every one of them has been like, it's a little early to start drinking. It seems a little early. Yeah, yeah. So I just was like, maybe I won't do it this time. Maybe not. <laughs> do you do the waffles every time? Waffles yeah, every time. Waffles every time. I feel like I, like... I don't know. I got Burger King right before this. I That's don't know fine. if I'm going to eat those waffles. You don't That's have bad. to eat the waffles. because bad that you made them. When, no. uh, it takes almost no effort. <laughs> and the best part is when our guests leave, we just eat them all. Yeah. It's, it's the our special The first time we treat. did them, I put whipped cream on each like little piece because I cut them up. And then no, like we none of us ate them the whole time. So by the end, the whipped cream was just like a gross meld of like mm-hmm. nastiness. It was really great. It's weird when it sits for an hour. You figured it out. You figured out a system. Yeah. I, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, Ben, I just want to say you prompted me to say that like we wanted Lynn and Parham thing. And I decided I to really lean but in. You leaned into it more than I thought you would. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's harsh. I was going I was going for it and I was like, this seems mean. <laughs> and it was. It was. Great yes, job. I did yeah. ask for them to do that. <laughs> no, jerks. this is again, this is my fault. I, I screwed it up. I don't know how to take a note. <laughs> Oh, okay, Seaman, why don't you, you just uh, go ahead and tell us about this episode? Oh, sure. Um, this episode uh, was written by Rachel Axler, directed by Seth Gordon. Original air date, air date April 16th, 2009. Uh, and then this episode, uh, Leslie is trying to hold a community forum and get support for it, get people to come out. Uh, and it goes all wrong. She meets a bunch of crazy people like Lynn and Parham, who hates parks. And we also get Brian Husky, clearly a pedophile. Uh, and then when she finally does have that community forum meeting, everyone hates the park and she has to avoid a vote. So she like uh, filibusters herself 
and she escapes just in time. That's what happens, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good recap. Thank you. I tried. Um. Yeah, this, we learned that this wasn't supposed to be a episode two. I don't know if it was later in the season or if they had to move it up or like we what was going know. on. We Controversy. Don't know. How, is it the wiki say that or how did you learn that? Uh, oh, friend of inside the show, source. <laughs> Allison Becker, who is on, on episode three, told us that it was supposed to be episode two. Her episode was supposed to be two. Yeah. And it got moved. Unfair. I don't know what happened. She yeah. didn't tell us. But um, Interesting. Well, when we talk about how you felt about this episode, I want to know if you liked episode three more than episode two. You know, I, oh, I have to think deeply did. on that one. <laughs> I feel like this was super just like, like fill like we got to fill some time we got to mm. like make the storyline we got to cram it in there but that's what i feel about all of season one really i'm, just I'm a gonna filler. <laughs> i'm just uh i love this show i this love is it one of those shows where kind of like buffy the vampire slayer where i'll tell people like it's a great show yeah don't watch the first season <laughs> go back and watch it later or something like that so there's those shows where the first season's you know, finding its way. Yeah, it's, and I get that. Like, you got to find your way, especially a show like this that was going up, you know, with 30 Rock and The Office yeah. and all that fun stuff. So yeah. I get it. But, you know, I'm just, ugh, this is a, a tough one. Also, it's, Buffy, I did start the first season because everyone talks about Buffy, and I did not continue. So maybe I should just skip it. Yeah. First season is not very good. Yeah, But yeah. the second season, it really figures it out. So okay. maybe give it a try. I'm going right. to have to get into Buffy. Let's talk about season two yeah, of Buffy. <laughs> no, no. I'm also fine with that. Yeah, I, I agree with this, that the first season's filler and bad. I just, uh, the guy who did our theme song, Thomas Gilbert, shout out. Uh, I was talking to him about it. He's like, I've never really seen the show. And I'll start watching it now. And I'm like, just skip all of season one. And then if you like it, maybe go back and watch it. But don't do it. Because the whole thing, and this episode included, it's just filled with like a lot of cringy stuff that I'm like, these aren't the characters that I came to love. Yeah, they're all just a little mean and weird. Um, mean. Just a little off, you know. Tom loves wearing those Lacoste polos. That's <laughs> like, about this whole season. Different color Lacoste polos. That yeah, that's a, a single-handed look he had. I have to, uh, that's the thing too. Like uh, there was uh, Leslie's mom. Uh, I forgot her name. Like something Griggs. Nope. Uh, she's the meanest character, and it like makes me sad. I don't. How did Leslie become who she is? Because mm-hmm. that mom is not having it. Not supportive. Yeah. Did you notice the not supportive mom, Ben? Did I that did. seem normal? Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, I watched the pilot like a really long time ago, and then. I watched the later seasons, but I never cared to watch the first season. So, like, Good call. this is, and it's interesting because there's that male character that disappears after season two yeah. that's never spoken of ever again. That's yeah. right. Mark and, Brandanowitz, goodbye. And, like, the mom <laughs> character who I guess is in other episodes, but is only, like, there every once in a she, while. Yeah, she comes in very rarely. Like, I think in the first season, she shows up a few times. And then by the end of it, like, I think she shows up once for to meet like Ben Wyatt's character. Like that's a storyline that she, she's meeting. Yeah. Ben is meeting Leslie's mom, but she's that's in it. Galentine's day too. Oh, is she in Galentine's day? Yeah. That's right. Pretty yeah. Sure about that. Yeah. And there's another one that's like heavy in the blooper reel. And I don't remember what episode it is, but they're talking like on a couch Yeah, and Amy's like losing her shit. She can't get out <laughs> her line. That's very funny. I looked up about her because I, cause her and that guy, I was like, I don't remember these characters. Yeah. And I guess they said that, the mom was a very good improviser and she improvised the line 
uh, I want Leslie to be successful. And so I told her that being like a wife and mother is, yeah. is no, whatever, the, like the funny line that I wrote. Yeah. Uh, wrong, yeah, with yeah. But that she was a very good improviser. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that too. And I was, uh, that that's always fast. They, they get great improvisers on the show. Apparently a lot of the, the Lennon Parham and Amy Poehler stuff was like improvised too. Who knew? Oh God, that made a bunch of stuff up. Was so funny when she was like, <laughs> "You don't love your kid if you don't support this park." Yeah, that's an insane thing to say. They made her so mean. They made her very mean. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, the that yeah the the mom I guess was a yeah said to improvise. Also, what do you think, Ben? Uh, you teach improv classes from time to time. If somebody says something that mean, like uh, just from their heart of hearts, do you go, there's some damage there? The, <laughs> the, if you don't like this park, you don't like your kid? Oh, no. I was thinking of the, the mom's line uh, of like, there's nothing wrong with being a wife and mother. Oh, I mean, it's so mean. <laughs> it's heart, It's heartbreaking. It's, it kind of the show shifted from kind of cringe comedy to like heartwarming comedy yeah. yeah i think the office had a similar trajectory in a lot of ways like they started season one was very like like very cringeworthy there's like several like blatantly racist scenes and you're like uh okay and they're like playing it for comedy like uh people don't know how to act in this and i'm like yeah no i know but i don't want to watch it either uh and there's a few there's a little bit of this too like this episode doesn't have it but like in season one leslie like keeps on calling tom like a libyan uh, yeah <laughs> she, she said he doesn't need suntan lotion yeah, which yeah. is weird weird yeah. little uh, aside joke and you're like don't i no, don't want don't. leslie to be mildly racist <laughs> i don't want <laughs> I, you know what I'll, I'll go ahead and expand that statement i don't want anybody to be mildly racist although i guess mildly racist versus extremely racist i'll go with mildly racist well i think yes i think you can either be like a comedic evil racist character and but you can't have a character that already has so many other like anxious problems and then she's also mildly racist it's too much yeah, I feel like they because they're not really they don't know the character all of the characters' point of views yet, and mm-hmm. we're not even you we're still not using Jerry or yeah. Retta or right. you know I think that's it right everybody else is pretty much in yeah that sounds right but I whatever mean, yeah. so you're, they're just hot, like relying on that kind of like Leslie can like snipe at like people sometimes or like yeah. the people are mean and you're the mom's mean and yeah. Ugh. This also, this also, this episode features uh, Ron Swanson, like before he's really at all the character that everybody loves, is this fun macho, integrity-filled man. Like he, he there's a thing where his, like I guess it's the city manager comes out and says something to Ron, and then steps out of his office, and then Ron kind of mutters like, "Yeah, you do say something to me," uh, and it's like, would what? Ron ever do that? Which you know, no, he's cooler than that. That's a weird joke. And then yeah, the city manager comes back like did you say something to me and then ron like kind of cowers is like no like what is this, this whole scene makes me upset of, like what did you say like people being like rah, 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 and then they're like what did you say oh nothing <laughs> yeah that is a little little hack <laughs> whatever well they tried they tried <laughs> look mm-hmm. rachel you did you did good she did good she's got she's got two emmys to, for the writing on the daily show oh, there's a fun great. little fact oh I looked yeah. that after, up. after this or before? Before. Yeah, 2007 and 2009, I guess. Good for her. Well, it's hard to write for a show if you don't know what the characters are. Exactly. I get it, guys. There's I've a- written so much TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your stint on that television writing, that, that series was tough. Um, this episode also uh, directed by Seth Gordon. 
He was the guy who directed King of Kong. Did you see that movie, Ben? I did. It was very enjoyable. King of Kong, Fistful of Quarters. Babe, did you see that movie? Nope. <laughs> okay. So you gotta see it. You gotta check it out. So this documentary of these two guys trying to get a high score in uh, King Donkey, Kong. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. Yeah, I was gonna say King Kong. <laughs> That's not right. Donkey Kong. And Ooh. it's very compelling. Check it out. I do want to see that. It's a fun I... character study. Yeah. yeah. They're both, as you'd call them, nerds. It's great. Sure. Uh, <laughs> fun fact. I don't know how fun it is. My <laughs> friend and I, a summer in high school, spent a very uh, large amount of time hunkered down in her basement beating all of the Donkey Kongs. All of the Donkey Kongs? All of the Donkey Kongs. Wow. Yeah. So that was my summer. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I ever got into Donkey Kong. My summer, I feel like I watched a lot of TV in the summer as a kid, but like only children's TV is on during the day. So I remember watching a lot of Nick Jr. and like mm-hmm. shows where people would be like, can you spot the cat? And I'm like 12 and I'm like, it's right there. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> I found the cat. When you say Donkey Kong, do you mean like Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64 Donkey Kongs or like the mm-hmm. old school arcade kind of Donkey Yeah, No, it was Nintendo 64. I see. Nintendo 64. Right. So Donkey Kong 64, was that it? Or what was it? Yeah, right? They, they had a few. There, I think there was three. Really? Yes. Wow. I missed all of the other two. I had one of them. It had a yellow cartridge or a green cartridge. I can't remember now. And it was very hard. And I, I'm impressed that you beat it. Good job, babe. Yeah, it took us. Wait, uh, like Anna's mom, it's my friend Anna. Her mom would yeah. come downstairs and be like, "Do you guys want to leave the basement?" And yeah. we're like, "No, thank you." <laughs> uh, I mean, time better spent than Nick Jr. I think. Yeah. Uh, also, director of this, he directed Four Christmases. Oh. Is that one of the movies you like? <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, I've okay. seen it. Okay. That's, that's the. Um, Reese Witherspoon? Yeah. And uh Vaughn? Yes, yes, I think that's you. right. Oh, yes. And the, on both those names. <laughs> all, all of the characters. I don't know, people? They're actors in it? Yeah. Uh, well, I just know Alicia. She's a real Christmas me- movie fiend. Oh. Uh, and so I was wondering if that was one of the ones that she like, really loved. I know this is off topic, but what's your favorite Christmas movie? Tell us. Or top one or two. Oh, I, I think... Favorite would probably just be Christmas Vacation because I love it okay. and I watched it a lot yeah. with my family. Yeah, um, that's a good one. While you were sleeping, it's like a cheesy one. <laughs> While you were sleeping, oh <laughs> man, it's good. The would ref you, is super funny. Would you count Love Actually as a Christmas movie? Mm. I would, and you know, I just watched that like a few years ago. Yeah, for the first time, I'd never yeah. seen it before, so it's not like we watched a it go-to. together. Was that's, that your first that's time? That's probably right. I think so, yeah. Because yeah. I had just oh, never wow. seen it. Um, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Ben, Christmas movies? I really like Love Actually. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very leading question. <laughs> um, is there something else that I always have to watch every year? I don't know. Love Actually is probably the one that we always watch. That's a good one. The Holiday. The Holiday is, a good is one. another one. You've that we said watch. that before. I've never seen it. I've seen that a couple of times. I'm My skeptical. sister watches it every year. She likes it. It's good. I'm I'm more partial to the Kate Winslet Jack Black storyline. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, that's with Cameron Diaz and Jude Law as well. Which one's the one with Queen Latifah where she's sick? I have it, no idea. And I, that's not a movie. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing. That's you, just a you were her assistant for a year at Christmas. <laughs> remember? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was always like getting her coffee, and she was sick. You know, you guys don't remember that movie? Okay, well, it's a good one. No, there's one. Is it like? Oh, she like skis and stuff, and she's like bad at it. I think she's like dying. 
I thought it was called Sex. The Holiday. I thought Sex that's movie. the movie you were talking about. Maybe I, it has holiday in yeah. the title. All right. Well, if anybody knows, go ahead and let us know. <laughs> Tweet it, Love You Pod. <laughs> yeah, let us know what this damn Queen Latifah movie is. I, okay. I'm sorry. I took us way off track with Christmas movies. Merry Christmas in <laughs> yeah, May. Yeah, June, yeah, like June or May. What is <laughs> June? Where are we? I don't Christmas know. Christmas in June. I don't yeah. like this at all. All right, back on this app. Okay, so uh, we also have to- the whole thing with like Tom Haverford, like uh, trying to like bring contractors in for the park super early, being sleazy. Tom, now uh, Lisa and I have talked a little bit about this in first season. Tom plays real sleazy. Mm. He's like hitting on Anne very aggressively and talking about how he has a wife, and it's like a little weird. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on with this one. And he said he was attracted to Lennon, Parham's character. Oh yeah, that's too. right. Just weirdly out of nowhere. Kate Spivak. <laughs> I figured it out. Ah, you did it. Kate Spivak. It came to me. Uh, they say it like four times in the episode for this like minor character. Okay, yeah. So, but I, I'm curious. Do you think this is this as sleazy of a Tom? Like, are we? Is he nice yet? Is he normal yet? What do you think? Um, I think it's on par with the sleaziness. It's still sleazy. Wow. Did you interpret it as him trying to get these contractors to come to the meeting so that people would be at the meeting that support the park? Or mm. does he have a way of... Because I, I, I don't... Again, like, Tom's a nicer... He's still a dumb, like, scheming character, like, in later seasons. But I was like, is this because he's trying to get people to come to the meeting? Yeah, I think, like, why he was trying to get them to come was, like, you do something for, like, or I'll do something for you by giving you the park business, and then you can do something for me when I need it. Yeah, he says that a few times in the episode, like, and maybe do something for me in the future. Yeah, so it's just, again, like, I mean, that, it's not as sleazy just as he's Mm -hmm. uh, been the season, but... You know, that comment came out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> okay. okay. No. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like that was a storyline. Like I, like I went to the microwave to get tea or something. So I might've missed like 10 seconds. Like, is that a storyline that pays off? Like it nope. doesn't go anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like no. I definitely expected like something would come up at the meeting where contractors would start to be like, Hey, wait a minute. He promised me the, the fence. And right. No, he promised you. And then like, and then people would be, and then that would add to the cacophony. And yeah, instead nothing happened. Yeah. And I was like super disappointed. Yeah. I was like, what was the point of this? Yeah. Why did that get in there? Like one guy gets up and walks out almost immediately. Yeah. And, and like immediate- Tom's like, ah, yeah. <laughs> drugs. And you're just like, yeah. Tom invites like 15 it. contractors one leaves and that really upsets him end of storyline <laughs> yeah that's the thing too i guess uh i mean i don't know uh, i guess that was partially improvised or a, a good portion of that improvised like the calls that uh aziz ansari as the character of tom was making to the contractors like you're the dopest sod guy in town like all that i guess was uh made up mm. uh, on the day so maybe that's why it doesn't resolve but i don't know yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I was soups disappointed. I was like, what's the point of this? Like, what's the yeah. point? There's also basically no point to the whole Ron Swanson storyline either. Yeah, I didn't fully understand that. And he was like trying. He thought they yeah. were like cracking down. So he was trying to do well, which also was like not a Ron Swanson. Let's see if we can figure it out. So Ron Swanson's <laughs> boss, Ron Swanson's boss wants more parks to get made because money is flooding into city government. Ron Swanson, a uh, free market libertarian guy says government shouldn't be involved. Doesn't want the parks to get made, but his boss wants the park to get like this meeting to go well for an unclear reason. So Ron wants the meeting to go well too. And then it doesn't, but it's, okay in the end 
I guess. Like there was really it's a little light. Guys, this show gets so good. I don't understand. It's so much better. I think it's so much better. I, and this all bums me out. I think it's hard. Like I bet like they were like, Well, we need a storyline that stretches over six episodes. And yeah. then I think like probably around two and three they were like, Are we really gonna stretch out this <laughs> park being built over six episodes? Do we like care? Like I think we chose the wrong st- I mean, I guess it's a parks and rec, but like yeah. I don't know. They That's pick- what this episode felt like. It's like, what else would be a roadblock to getting a park built? Yeah. A for like a public vote. Great. Yeah. Let's do that. Well, like, I guess the show creators, they were, we were talked about this before, but they went to, they actually went to like city council meetings, uh, to like see how it was. And the thing that they were talking about was that, uh, everybody was just so mean like the only people who would go are people who were a little bit crazy or people who were really opposed to something but people who supported it or didn't care never showed up so it was always like very aggressive uh and weird and so i think they were just trying to do something like that and try to show leslie's optimism but i feel like they even failed at that idea like she didn't come off as particularly optimistic she at least not as much as she does later I know she's happy I, about being called the park lady. I thought they did do a good job of like just premise wise. I was like, well, everybody loves a park. Like who yeah. mm-hmm. wouldn't want a park? And so it was funny, like Lennon's character, like why she doesn't like a park and like that she did such a terrible job that she actually convinced people to not want the park. And so like I do I did think that was like a cool idea because yeah, yeah. Do you go to people's store to door like and like, do you want to park on the corner? Like, yeah, I want to park. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Set that up. <laughs> I, yeah, I have some lots in our neighborhood that I'm ready to get rid of and put a park there. Yeah, I did like how it, like just that whole beginning like canvassing where it was just like the lady who likes it but can't make it, mm-hmm. and then you had like the weird guy with the who, the park, yeah, okay. pedophile guy, pedophile Brian, and then Husky. you had Lennon. Like I thought those were all funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah. Um, I also just want to, I want to add on to this. So I guess city council, just to tag on to how city council meetings are truly terrifying and crazy. I have a friend who's getting, uh, her apartment building turned into a historical landmark, uh, weirdly. And she was like, she was at like the final processes of it for a city council meeting. And, uh, I guess what happened, like people have to comment on it like that. That's very accurate to the show. People get to comment and, uh, they let, <laughs> they let a puppet speak which is a person with a puppet like uh let the puppet have the microphone and talk for a little bit about the thing and like part when you hear that when i first heard you guys look frightened when i heard it i was like oh it's like some like 20s hipster asshole like making a point like the government's all bullshit no it was like an older man who looked crazy and like maybe a little bit homeless and i was like oh no i'm scared <laughs> i'm so scared uh yeah, that's that's the reality of city council meetings, I guess. Maybe he's just afraid to speak in public. Wow. So he needs a- yeah, maybe he's just a really, really nice guy. Maybe that's what they based Mel Gibson's The Beaver on, is that man. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That- Mel Gibson does love going to those meetings. <laughs> yeah, Mel, that was Mel Gibson's comeback story, his, his crazy man at a city council meeting. I guess uh, you have to give everyone a chance to talk, right? But then if they're crazy, like, what do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I that's think my- they have, like, a time frame. Like you have like 60 seconds to talk, so yeah. get your point out. Yeah. So Maybe it's longer. Even if they're crazy, you're like, this is only 60 seconds of crazy. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've never been to one. So no, I feel I like know. maybe if they're too crazy, you're like, 
hit your gavel and you're like, get out of here. <laughs> you get out of here. Uh, Elise had pitched at some point, like we should go to a city council meeting for this podcast. And I was like, I don't know how it pertains, but like, I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Does not NPR play it sometimes like on Sunday nights or really? something? Some, I feel like one of the radio stations plays city council meetings. Probably like KCRW. I yeah, can see that. right? Uh, like the evenings become. Santa Monica City Council or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I just think, especially in LA, that it's just a pile of crazy. It would just be so entertaining. Ben, you do puppets. You, you're a puppeteer, yes? Yes, you do puppets sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you ever let a puppet speak for you? No. I feel no. like that person has to be a damaged person, right? That <laughs> okay. like, feels like only the puppet can speak for them, right? Got it, no. got it. So it is not It is not the improvised line that is the damaged person. It's the person who lets a puppet speak for them is the damaged person. That's fair. Yeah. We figured fair. it all out. Also, I, d- I don't know if you noticed at the end of that town hall meeting, mm-hmm. when they're all getting up, one of the old guys just throws something yeah. at town. <laughs> no, one uh, no one reacts. No one reacts. And I just thought, I was like, oh, God, I hope people throw things just in real life. Yeah. It's so weird. Now I'm getting more curious. I feel like we do have to go. <laughs> it's going to be yes. such a bad idea. Guys, fun fact. Mm. Uh, you have the Phantom Tollbooth on your bookshelf, which played a pivotal part in this episode. I do. I have the Phantom I didn't even know that. That was like one of my favorite books when I was a kid. I and, loved that uh, book when I was a kid. Yeah, it was really I good. It like right? A bunch of times. Yeah. I don't. And actually, looking back, I don't remember anything about it. No, I read. I know I read it a couple times as a kid, and I actually just recently recovered it from uh, my my stepmom. I was like, "Let me get that book back." Yeah. <laughs> do you guys still have it? It meant something to me. I thought I would do it, and I, I guess I I didn't. I haven't gotten into reading oh, it again. I still have mine. I read it a bunch of times as a kid, and I'm, I'm surprised like it haven't turned into like a good. They made like a like a Chuck Jones old-timey animated movie version of it, but uh, it wasn't very good. So, I don't know. Mm, you should check it out. Yeah. I've never... I'd never heard of it <laughs> until this episode. Oh, you know what? Oh, yeah. Wait, this doesn't make any sense. So I was looking... I have an inscription on this. It says, Christopher Perlstein. That's my uncle. Stephen, this was Christopher's book. He thought you might like it. They like to have it. To Stephen. Christopher. Uh, 7-17-1994. I was six. So I can't tell if he wrote that or if like my grandma wrote that. But either way, uh, thanks grandma or Chris <laughs> or my stepmom, whoever made this happen. Whoever stole a book from Chris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, he was done with it. <laughs> probably. <laughs> at, yeah. At this point, he was, you know, he was probably 20. So he didn't really need uh, the Phantom Tollbooth. Um, yes. I I didn't like the filibustering part of this episode. I just mm. I didn't really like this episode. I know it was it was a rough one. Um, I also when she did pull out that book, I was like, where did that come from? <laughs> she had she it just on hand. The filibuster. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. just had the fi- yeah. yeah actually, she didn't plan on filibustering. Yeah, yeah. I mean she always has the phantom tollbooth. <laughs> <laughs> that means for some reason, adult woman Leslie Nope is carrying around the phantom tollbooth. Wow, that really opens up her character. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, man. All right. So is it time to go around and uh, rate this episode that we all seem to not have been a big fan of? Yeah. Do you want to rate it or do you want to do the like you's first? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Okay. so we always try to pick two point two parts of the show. Uh, Our our love you moment. The something you found heartwarming. uh, Nice or cute. Something like that. And and I like you a moment. Something you found particularly funny. Uh, So and I love you and I like you moment. Elise. You want to start it? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, my I love you moment. I'll start with that. Um, it's when at the end of the town hall meeting when they're talking to Leslie, and just her, and um, she is talking about the town. It was her first like subcommittee town hall meeting. Yeah. And she says, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. And oh. it was just sweet. And then that guy goes, hey, Parks Lady, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> but before that, it was really nice. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. She was excited. What about your I like you? Oh, so yeah. I got? like you um, when they're canvassing. And she, Leslie just says, um, can your four-year-old watch your two-year-old? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's funny. That's classic. I feel that's like good. that's something I would say. I'd be like, I don't know. How old are they when they can watch other ones? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. I kind of wonder that, too. How old were you when you started staying home alone or like without much supervision? Well, I had an older brother. Oh. So yeah, I was never really like on my own. I, mm. sa- I started babysitting at like 13. Okay. Mm. That's pretty responsible. Yeah. I feel like I'm a good age. Yeah. My, my, I remember my mom said I could walk home from, uh, or walk home from school in like second grade. And I remember feeling like this was like, I remember trying to make the journey and like crying at one point because it was so far. Like I was like, I have no idea where I'm going. Like we had just moved and I was so confused. Aww, <laughs> Steven. Yeah. Uh, they picked me. They, they were following me home in the car to make sure. I oh, did really? Right. Which I was like, I was like, what a weird test. But also like, I'm glad they were. Cause I did not know how to get back to my house on Putnam. Uh, Putnam. Did you walk home after that? Like, did it become a they regular told, thing? Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, after, after I could figure, I did, at once you know you learn directions but I, the first time i was like they told me like you just cross elmira you go you go down past cooper and then go right on putnam but that's like that is like that's got to be a mile walk at least like i don't know why they did that i think parenting has changed so much that now your parents like would be arrested for like letting you walk home parenting at, yeah there's no way you could do that type of thing now when i was a kid yeah we'd go to like 7-eleven or yeah. like we'd bike places or we'd be like playing unsupervised and like <laughs> yeah now you hear stories about like kids are at a park like a block from their parents house and the parents aren't there and then they get arrested <laughs> because like yeah someone drives by and is like where are your parents <laughs> they're yeah. Or, or work. a block away or something like <laughs> but yeah. now like now people think you have to be with your kids at all times I mean I know this has nothing to do with Parks and Rec no, that's okay no, I, I like talking well, we're, we're talking about irresponsible parents Leslie Nope's mom is irresponsible because she doesn't want to show up to her kids meeting uh, it all connects it's perfect it's perfect <laughs> it's a stretch yeah, I feel like it's not uh, my I love you moment for this one and this is I'm reading into it but it's uh, Andy and April playing rock band with Mark uh, Brandanowitz. I'm like, there is a love being born right there. This will be one of the greatest love stories ever told, Andy and April. So I really uh, love that moment. You are reading into that. Also, the commitment of Andy singing that song or is just great. His face is so red. Yeah, he really does. He really <laughs> does put his all into that one. I like that one. Uh, and then my I like you. My my favorite like funny moment of the scene of this episode is like when April April, April speaks in the town, the town forum to like uh, pretend to be on Leslie's side. And then uh, someone calls him out as like, that's one of the people who works in the government. And then Lennon Palm just goes, they have plants. Oh my God. They have plants in the audience. Like mm-hmm. it was so indignant and upset. And like, it was, I don't know. That was the funniest line. Oh my God. 
<laughs> I loved it. That was my that was my favorite uh, joke of the episode. Oh, ben, what do, you got? what do you got? Um, well, there's not like this episode isn't as sweet as most of the episodes, and so that's I true. think finding a love you is kind of hard. So you can because I was gonna say that I love you is that April, even though chagrinningly pretends to be mm. a teen. I liked that she did it and yeah. almost did a convincing job until yeah. she was exposed. Yeah, so I was she like, tried. April tried, like she could have like really blown it, but it seemed like to the best of her ability, she was trying to help. She did try. Leslie, no. Big ups to April on that one. I like when she tried. <laughs> and I like you. I really, I can't remember exactly the wording, but like, again, like why would someone not like a park? Lennon Parm's character doesn't like the smell of grilled food or something like yeah. that. Like barbecue she doesn't like the smell of barbecue. <laughs> that like that, barbecue. who doesn't like those things? So it's just so funny to be like a character that would hate a park. That yeah. is funny. And would rather it be a pit, right? Like, yeah. A, like yeah, an empty it. pit with like <laughs> rebar just everywhere. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense at all. Oh yeah. She, her character was great. Her her premise is that if you're if you have a park, somebody will be barbecuing all of the time. She's not concerned about winter. She's not concerned about nice. Like, no, somebody will always be barbecuing. Mm. I can't deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very upsetting. I get it. Yeah. Hmm. Well good job, Lennon. Come on the show. Yeah, come on the <laughs> show. Uh yeah. <laughs> what do you what do you think? I mean, this is probably for other episodes in season two and stuff, but what's the name of this character, the male character that disappears? Like Mark Brandanowitz. What do you think went down? Like I was going down a like a wiki wormhole, like trying to be like it seemed like they cut him out of the show and then they were like, He's gonna come back. Yeah. And guest, and then he never did. Right. And they never asked him to come back ever. I went through a similar wiki hole at one point too. And yeah, they it seemed like I I, I keep on. I can't remember if I'm getting this the story of like Rob Lowe on the West Wing confused with his story, but it was like he thought he was going to have a bigger career. Yeah, yeah. Or I was going to say part, but like he was. Gonna, I think they thought he came into it with a little bit more of a belief of like this is a little like I'm going to have a fun role. I'm going to be a big part of it, and I think it just like wasn't jiving, and so they like get the hell out of here. It didn't jive. Yeah, it didn't jive. And then, they, but they replaced them with uh, Adam Scott and Rob Lowe. And man, that's a million times better than one Mark Brandanowitz character. Yeah, no yeah. offense. It's so interesting. I have a, like a friend that was like working on a show a while ago, and like they had a character leave, and it's just you realize the spin that Hollywood has to put on stuff. Where like I think the interviews with the showrunner was like, we always plan for this character to leave. Like we always plan for them to <laughs> yeah. have this arc, and like it was very much like. We knew it was the right time, like and and then, but in real life, they were like, "No, this person went crazy yeah. and quit the show, and we planned so much for oh this person God. to do." And it's so weird to have to publicly say one thing, like, yeah, we were always going to have him back or something, and then maybe the truth is like he was not agreeable or something. That's pr- yeah, I think that's the thing is like fans really want to believe that like whenever like TV shows, yeah, TV shows. That it's like it's pre thought out from episode one all the way to the, you know, 10th season, season finale. Like they know everything that happens in between. And it's like they, I feel like that myth has to go on. Like we always plan for this, <laughs> this character to leave. And it's like, yeah, they don't know, man. They're just making shit up <laughs> like <laughs> literally every week. That's yeah, that's yeah. why some things if you try really hard, they fall apart. How did he exit? He I think he like for some reason 
like is trying again with Leslie Nope or something at the end of season two. And then like she rejects him and then he's like, uh, I'm going to I bet it's better. Like I take a job somewhere else for a little bit. And then I he mean, just like disappears. That's what I thought. That yeah. He's just like, I got a new job. Bye. Yeah. It's really weird. It's a really weird exit. Uh, and I think if I remember correctly, it feels a little humiliating. Uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's his mm. fault. Uh, all right. So let's rate this episode. Uh, Elise, how does this episode, how are we rating it? What are we doing? Um, Explain everything. Just like out of 10 and whatever you want the rating system like thing mm-hmm. to be. Okay. Well, I'm going to rate it out of uh, unsupportive mothers. Uh, so <laughs> for me, I think this episode, yeah, uh, it's basically got one storyline. It's There's just an A story and it's like Leslie needs to do this uh, community forum and it's pretty uh not a fun storyline it's a lot of obstacles we feel like we meet a lot of Pontians and not a ton of them are super fun i do like lennon's character even brian husky's character who is funny i'm just like a little bit like i mean i don't know i don't know that this is what i want <laughs> to exist in there that's fine um so uh, overall yeah i don't know not a lot of great stuff in this episode not a lot of great laughs although i did end up accidentally watching this i've been doing uh listeners i've been doing like three or four viewings of every episode and i don't know why i don't need to watch them that many times it's really upsetting uh but as you watch it more and more you kind of start to pick up on little tiny things and you're like oh yeah i guess that's okay like that's kind of a joke uh there's little ones in there that barely count as jokes like yeah somebody throwing something at tom yeah. <laughs> you're like, what was Holy. the one too that you were like i don't understand that leslie says um oh. i think she was like i got 87 votes for best dress yes oh yeah 63 people in my class yeah she's like they had like a class vote for like best dressed and she's like i won by 87 votes there were only 63 people in my class and i'm like so okay so even if if the other person got zero are you saying that you like fraudulently fraudulently created 24 votes like what the fuck does this mean yeah i did not understand that joke either what i didn't it? know what i was supposed to like did she what do you take she from she it didn't vote fraud because that seems like something leslie would she do. would never do that no and then we're her like co-work co-students playing a mean trick on her and so they I don't know. Yeah, there's so was, many possible so, and the interpretations. Way she says it, like it's just like it, I get that it's meant to be fun, like a joke. Yeah, but I'm just like I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some, there is something about that. Like if you can sit there and pick out like four or five different potential outcomes or what that means from a joke, that's not a good joke. Uh, so this one uh, overall, I'm gonna say this is like. Uh, I don't know. I I really do. I'm I'm going to give it some extra points just because I feel like there's a budding love between Andy and April. Uh, so this is like a a four. No, yeah, four point nine three. Four point nine three. Yeah, out of ten. Yeah, four point nine three unsupportive mothers out of ten. Okay, yeah, that's great. And I'm an unsupportive mother to this episode. Ooh, <laughs> Elise, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this a little higher. I didn't like it, mm-hmm. but st- whatever. I gave it a five out of ten. Crystal meth user surveys. Crystal um, meth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did like the canvassing part of it, um, and you get a little bit more of the characters, even though they're not fully fleshed out yet. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. Um, and yeah, April's funny in it, and you see her kind of do nice things for Leslie. Um, so yeah, I'm sticking with five. Five it is. Five it is. Ben, what do you think? Um, I did not like this episode, but I, but it was still sweet sometimes. So I give it a five out of ten. 
sod contractors. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. That dope sod. Yeah. So we were, we're all hovering around a five. I brought the I brought the average down a little bit as I tend to do. Uh, so this is not a home run episode, guys. Uh, yeah, like we said, skip to season two if you're just watching for the first time. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I want to play a quick little game. Uh, Lennon Parham's character, we've already talked about it, has this unpopular opinion of uh, parks are bad. They smell like barbecue. And I'm just curious. Do you guys have any other uh, unpopular opinions? Things that you think are like you've said before that people are like you're an insane person. And I've got mm. one right off the oh, bat. Oh, what's your unpopular yeah. opinion? I think <laughs> I think firefighters have a comically easy job. <laughs> I think I would say like because there's only like one thing they actually do, but it just might die if they're doing it. No, because one, uh, it's 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 insane. One, buildings don't burn as much as they used to. Two, they get over. They like stay at the like firehouse for like days at a time, and they get overtime for that, so they get paid like really fucking good. And then two, like three people are like, yeah, they have to go into fires. I'm like, not a lot though. It's not like they're going in every day or like every week. They're mostly just hosing it down from the outside, and then they go in when it's mostly under control so it's like yeah i get it it's a little it's a little dangerous but it's not like the hardest job in the world so i think this is my unpopular opinion which everybody who's heard is like don't say that I'm like wow isn't that hard oh, man. like a podcast in and of itself that you should like have to confront your unpopular opinions i would love you to talk to a firefighter and then like see how you feel about your opinion at the end listen yeah. everyone thinks that their job is very hard everyone thinks they're a fucking hero <laughs> but i'm going out on a list. you're gonna get a lot of uh, hate fireman tweets. <laughs> Probably. Ninety uh, percent yeah. of your listeners are firefighters, and yeah, that's yeah. true. We're extremely popular with firefighters. Oh no, I'm sorry, firefighters. I love you for all that you do. Thank you for your service. <laughs> Thank you, getting cats out of trees. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so they, they show up. They're like, I smelled smoke, and you're like, there's no smoke. All right, have a good day. Do they still do that? Like, if I had a cat stuck in my know. tree, I could just call the LA fire department. We should, yeah. we should figure that out. I always wonder about like firefighter TV shows. Like, mm-hmm. how do you keep them fresh when it's just like, oh, there's another fire? Like, how do you make them different? You know, like one episode, someone will die. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to kill people a lot and make it more dramatic a lot. I worked on a reality show that was like a, or a pilot that never went anywhere. It was like a it was about firefighters. This is also where uh, this opinion comes from. And I watched it and I'm like, this is so boring. They have the easiest job. Like they show up, they kind of look around and it like we had to make it look intense. And I had like literally dozens of dozens of fires that there was like footage from. And I'm like, it's so hard to make this look like anything interesting is happening. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. That's where that comes from. Uh, Yeah. Jeez. I got one. Okay. Um, I, <laughs> I'm probably gonna get a lot of hate for this too, and I don't care. Whoa. Um, I think everyone should like only be allowed to have two children. <laughs> two children. I think you're capped at two. You okay. can have one if you like, but two, no more than two. No more. You don't need two. more than two. Yeah. Whoa. Just educate those two. Let them have a good life. They can grow up and have two more. Like that's enough. And where does that come from? Do you think? I just think there are too many people. Were you working on a reality show about yeah. children? And you, <laughs> some people had too many. I just like I I don't know. I've just heard stories or just seen things that you know people have way too many kids that they one can't afford, and then mm-hmm. it's just like a whole thing. And I'm like. They grow up, it's in a bad situation because there's just too many of them that can't be taken care of or, like, can't go to school. It's just a whole thing, and I 
I think two is just mm. good. Uh-huh. Are you yeah. an only child or do you have a brother? No, I have one older brother. So, so you're I'm, a yeah, twoer. I'm a twoer. Yeah, twofer. Which like, you know, only children are fine. I'm but an only child. I know you are. Of. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's nice to have another one because then they can play together. They can watch each other. Why kind of? Is that going to open a dark door? Do you have like a stepsister or brother? All right, we'll get into this one. I think I could take any sing- any uh, status as oldest, youngest, middle, or only. I think I can take any of them. So I grew up with uh, my stepbrother and stepsister in the house. So youngest there. But I was the only child of my parents. And I have a little half-brother, half-sister. And so like genetically... Are the ones that are close to genetically oldest, genetic, like purely genetically just me. Uh, if you count everybody, however you want to count it, middle, or if you count the people I grew up with youngest. So I'm going to say I'm a weird child. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you see them? Do you not, because they're halves, do mm-hmm. you not see them as much as you? No, I, was, I mean, I didn't see them as much as like somebody who like lived with me, uh, obviously. I saw them weekends and stuff. Yeah, I Holidays. mean they're, they're in high school, so they're like yeah. half his age. Yeah, they're okay. also soups young. All, but then my st- also yeah, my stepbrother and uh, stepsister. I think the age difference was actually close to the same. Oh, it's weird. Interesting. Yeah, and so some of them are half your half genetically your mother's children. And uh, my father's are- children. My, my father's my father's side. I have a half brother and half sister, and then on my mother's side, I have a. She married a man who had two children, and so there. So you're the only child from your mom. Your mom and, and again, dad. this is yeah, way off topic, and you're going to have no, to edit all this stuff up. No, <laughs> but but because like I think not always, but default, like I would say, usually kids look a little bit more like their dad than their mom. Mm-hmm. But not always. Sometimes people look more like their mom. Do you feel like the ones that are your dad's kids look uh-huh. more similar to you? Or do your steps? They do. Yeah. yeah. Elise says yes. They. You do. all look like your dad. Okay. Oof. Great. <laughs> I mean, you have all that like Pearl Stein side. Mm-hmm. I see more of your dad in them than I do of Steph. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like Steph doesn't. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> she doesn't look like yeah. him. I mean, I can see it more in Juliet. Yeah. But yeah, I think you and your brother for sure look alike. <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Put up pictures of all your stepsisters. <laughs> I'm sure they won't mind. And uh, then everyone will vote. Yeah. Ben, I feel like you're gonna you're just trying to dodge an unpopular opinion. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I have a really unpopular opinion. The first one that I thought of, I did like a Twitter poll of once and I was, this isn't as controversial as your guys's, but I just <laughs> I think that Sister Act 2 is a better movie than Sister Act 1. Like I like watching oh, wow. Sister Act two a lot more. Oh. Like I know that it's not as good, but it's so <laughs> campy in a bad way that I love, you love Sister it. Act two. That's interesting. Remind me of the plot of the second one. Is it when she second one? She goes undercover as a teacher at a school that's struggling, mm-hmm. and it's going to be close and, unless for some reason they win the big music competition. I remember. It. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It. <laughs> what, what a stupid plot! I love it. And uh, it has oh my gosh, I can't even. Lauren Hill is in it, and it was like when she was very young, and like. She's amazing and like it's just so bad because it's a movie that shouldn't have existed. <laughs> like, oh my, I need to watch both of them. Now. I feel like I did watch them when they, you know, way back, but I don't remember enough about them. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a while too, but I, I thought they were both levels of, I think, I thought they were both equally level of like, yep, that's okay. 
there. Okay, I actually would have assumed that Sister Act Two is better, but I don't know why I would have thought that. Well, that's I did, one of those ones that they're like perfecting the formula. I did a poll, and a lot of people voted, and they <laughs> said that the first one's better. So wow. I got really oh. sad. Wow. Ben, that is a very unpopular thing. Yeah, really well, sad. you did it. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of hate tweets. <laughs> yeah, from, <laughs> from the cast and crew of Sister Act 1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we, we, like to, we just like to ask some silly questions just about the show and about you. So if you had to say you were like a Parks and Recreation character... Who would you be? If you like any of them? Oh my gosh! Well, again, I watched it more the later episodes. Well, they had characters then. Um, I don't know uh, who I would be like. I mean, I'm pretty negative, like April is, but then she gets a little more positive towards the end, right? She takes a turn. Yeah. So I've got the negative side of April. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the weird... Jerry's pretty weird, right? Like, he's weird. Like, I don't know. But he's nice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nobody likes nice. him. And he has a huge penis. Well, that part's not true for me. <laughs> he has a huge penis. Is like something you find out. Yeah, in his character. Yeah, that, like Later. A, yeah, something happens to him. I think he has like a yeah. He has a fart attack. He farts and has a heart attack. Oh, and then he yeah, sees the doctor. Attack. And the doctor says that man has the largest penis I've ever seen, and he re- reiterates it several times. It's not when he has a fart attack. Oh, it's, it's when everyone starts sending dick pics to Ann Perkins, and so she has to get a specialist come in to look at all their. That's dicks. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So a specialist has to like identify the dicks, and all the men have to show their dicks. And uh, yeah, Jerry Gergich, largest dick. <laughs> That's fun. That's a fun thing for that character to have. Yeah, yeah. they but give he's... him such fun stuff, <laughs> and everyone's. That's funny. kind of the joke. So. I'd say a little April and a little Jerry. Mm. Have you ever found out that a friend of yours has a really big penis and it was surprising to you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had to think about it. And then I remember there was a you guy could... in college that I remember every girl was like, holy crap. Wow. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You never could have guessed. Yeah. <laughs> I have like a friend where his boyfriend was like, what do I do when we have sex? His penis is so big. And like, it was like a friend that I've known for a long time. And now like whenever I, I've never seen his penis, but I just cannot help, but always know that he has a giant penis. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to see it, but I just like know that. I know. Yeah. You can't look at them the same. I have a, yeah, I had a friend (laughs) that also like, I, this is a secondhand report of a, a, a big penis and it was unverified it was only one person and I just it was a guy who said he saw this friend's dick and he's just the biggest he's such a big dick and I was like I was wondering I'm like is he saying that or does that say something about my friend and Maybe that he has a small, really small. So yeah he has yeah. a really small dick because I meant that's the thing is like this guy I was like there's no way he's got like a real big dick I, and I, I was just my judgment on him and his character <laughs> but I don't know I could be wrong I could be wrong Ugh. and yeah I always wonder when I see him I always wonder wow. when I see him. Sorry that I made this an unchristian podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is normal. We always talk about penis sizes. <laughs> Small dicks are the worst, right, guys? That's uh, right. Or ladies, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. What about this? We always we like to come up with our Jared at moments. Jerry Gergich always screws things up in the show. It's a real classic fuck up. Uh, and we just like to share our jerrying at moments of the week. And so, or, or just in life, if you have a moment of something you screwed up. Um, mine was 
I upset the neighbor's dog while the cleaner was like, or, or like cleaner was coming and like the dog freaked out and started barking and like biting me. And I think it was entirely my fault because I dropped a piece of vac, uh, like a vacuum that the cleaner was cut, carry, like having me carry up and I dropped it in front of the dog. The dog freaked out and he started like barking and like biting me. And I was like, this is all chaos. I don't like this. So Damn it, Jerry. Yeah, I really fucked that one up. Scared. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I like that dog cleaner. also jerried it. Yeah, the dog jerried it, but I'll, the clean the cleaner was like, "Are you okay? Like, they, they should you should call someone about this." <laughs> I, was like, I was like, "Yeah, I don't we know. I'm tried. not. I'm not gonna call the cops on my neighbor's dog, man. I mean, it's the nicest guy, but no. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jerry? Uh, I jerried it. Yeah, the other day I was at work and we had to print out something for this. Uh, we have like a Sweetums jar, mm-hmm. and I printed out a little Sweetums picture, and we were like messing around with sizes. Is and like I, you know, you shouldn't be printing a lot of stuff at your job that isn't job related. But <laughs> full uh, color, for, yeah, it's fine. So it was just one sheet. I was like, this is great. So I put into the thing. I was like, uh, let's do forty five percent this time because we did thirty five. It was a little too small. Yeah. So I'm standing over there and it starts printing one after the other. And I was like, oh, oh, shit. I was like, please, no one come up to the printer. I'm just oh, printing no. Sweetum stickers, like 45 copies. Oh, no. I was like, please, no one walk up right now. What do I do with all these copies of Sweetum? <laughs> what did you do? With did you all? cancel? Did you press the cancel button? No, because that's the other thing. Our printer is like real temperamental. And the one thing everyone is like, don't hit the stop button on the printer. Like it like messes <laughs> it up. So I like couldn't do it. But I couldn't run back to my desk and like cancel it. But then I was like if someone comes and like looks at their printer because everyone uses the one printer so I was oh like I'm just going to sit here until it's done and be like ah documents uh, am I right everybody you, how many did it make like 45 I made 45 and what? I just took the stack and like rushed back to my desk did you throw them away yeah, I, put, I have my own trash can, so I okay, threw them yeah, in there. Yeah. <laughs> oh Whoever like, cleans at night was like, yeah. what, what is, is this? this? Somebody <laughs> Just some creepy little girl <laughs> smiley face. Yeah, that's terrible. You fucked that one up. I know, I jerry it. That was a jerry. That's my bad. What about you, oh. Ben? You got any jerrys that you'd love to share? Um, I don't know. Uh, the only thing I can think of is like I am just not like a tactful person. Like... Mm-hmm. Like I'm writing for this cartoon show and we were getting notes from like our executive and she's in charge of the show. Yeah. And, um, and so she was like giving notes and then she was like, she kind of made a joke about herself. Like she was like, what did she say? She was like, and if you can't do anything, then you become an executive. And then like everyone kind of laughed or something, but I, she kind of said it in a way where I was like, I think she's being sincere. And so then I was like, Oh no, you're so funny. Like, and you came up with this thing. And I like, brought up a joke that she had pitched or something and then it seemed like to me i felt like it seemed like i was like 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 like, i was like you're a boss like Uh you're way above me then and i was just like you came up with that thing where this character (laughs) does that oh my god but she just didn't respond like and then i asked later like did any of you guys think that was weird and like nobody had registered it? So I think it was hopefully just it. me. Oh my you god! You softly cheer. But I like I really I was trying to like tell her that she was great, but then because she's way more important than me, <laughs> like it seemed like I was like, you can come up with things. Like, just for you, you made a funny. Oh no, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. But <laughs> just don't always send sarcasm. I think I thought she was being sincere, and, like uh-huh. having a low self esteem moment or something. That's funny. I'm trying to connect. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever done anything like I'm sure I have. I I feel like I more outwardly make my bosses hate me. It's a real issue. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, all right, let's go on to yeah. a more fun one. Um, oh, yeah. We got, you know, treat yourself. Oh, yeah. And we just want to know what have you done for you lately, you know? Mm-hmm. What did you do that's just for you? Yeah. Take some. Have you done anything special for you? Well, Elise, why don't you start it out? Oh, I do. Done, and I don't have yourself? my phone with me because okay. I wanted to show you guys a photo to go with the story. Okay, great. Uh, <sighs> but it's okay. We'll just, uh, I'll have to say it anyway for the listeners. All right. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I got a massage on Friday. Whoa. Where'd you go? Uh, so it was just this like hole in the wall that's down by my work. I work in Santa Monica. Like, uh, not all the way and just like right on the border. And so I was like, I'll just go to this place. It's right next door. Easy cheesy right after work. And so I walk up and there's first uh, just a sign on the door that's like real massage only in all caps with like a hundred exclamation points. It's like uh, no special massage. Oh, I like that though. That comforts me because I rarely ever get a massage because I'm always worried they're going to try to jerk, you jerk off. me off and I don't want that. Oh yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, as a guy, I can see that. Like, I'm just like, oh boy, like what did I walk into? As a guy, I can't see that. I can't imagine somebody forcibly trying to jerk me off. They want that tip. Oh, <laughs> they want a tip, and they think that with some guys, they just like assume they're going to want to be jerked off. You're afraid they're going to get profiled as a guy who needs to get jerked it, off. Yeah, as women, like if they started like putting fingers places, like that would be a way bigger oh, deal. So yeah, I'd women just mind. don't have to worry about it, right? Like, oh there's not God. happy endings for for women. No. Right? I mean, like I've had a couple male masseurs, and who they've are they? been totally nice and sweet and like gentle and like. But yeah, if any were like weird or aggressive, I'd be like, time to go and call the cops on you. <laughs> God. Okay, uh, wait, finish your weird massage. Okay, okay, okay. So I walk in and it's just this girl and I felt so bad. She kept asking me questions and like, honestly, like if I can't understand, like sometimes I'll just be like, oh, I'm sorry, what? Like I didn't hear you. And I just couldn't understand. So she like finally gave up because she was like, you don't, whatever. And so she just like walked me back and it was fine. And the massage was fine. And um, she, <laughs> she was very nice. She was a sweet little girl. But those signs also... I got in. It was on the door. I got in behind the counter, down the hallway, signs. Oh, the same one, just down the hallway when I got into the room, uh, like on display there. I was like, yeah. this place must have an issue because yeah. I've never seen that before. Yeah, I haven't either. I mean, you can go to like hole in the wall places in LA and sometimes they're like a little sketchy looking, but they could be great or they could just be as sketchy as they look. So I was like, whatever, we'll just see how this goes. And the massage was fine. Everything was fine. But this girl... Uh, there was like, I came out and there's like a sliding door, which looked like it had like, like their laundry for the towels or like whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like leaning down, I guess like, just like folding them or whatever. And she didn't know I was there. And she just let out like the largest fart ever. And I was just <laughs> like, should I like walk out and like come back out? So she doesn't think I was standing right here when that happened. Oh and I was no. like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. And uh, I left. <laughs> I got my car to drive home and I see her like straight up booking it across the intersection. I was like, oh, she had places to be. I get it, girl. Yeah. Um, she was probably trying to, she was about to shit herself. <laughs> she had to go. <laughs> um, but oh, I mean, it was, a, it was a good massage. And, um, but that's how I, I treated myself. That's great. Yeah. That, yeah. You deserve that. Thank you. <laughs> um, mine's not very exciting. Uh, I was like, I got to treat myself this week. And then I just, I didn't, 
Uh, but Aww. yeah, but but I did buy myself a teak wood candle, which I like to light up before I go to bed uh, nice. and just get that nice little aroma going through the room. I had a lit lavender candle and it burned out and I like I was like, ah, who needs a candle? I'm a man. <laughs> you got a man candle. I got a teak man. Wood. I got teak wood. <laughs> yeah. is, is teak wood a real type of wood? Yeah. Okay. Teak. I don't yeah. know anything about wood. Yeah. It's great. Check it out. Uh, it's in our room. <laughs> <laughs> I smelled it. I just didn't know. You know how they're just name candle things like linen, and you're like, this doesn't. Linen this is isn't a thing. how linen smells, oh, but okay. it, it smells nice. Okay, you think they made up a wood? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on from my just treat yourself. My shitty treat yourself. Everybody, treat yourself out there. Ben, how how how'd you treat yourself? Oh, I don't know if I treated myself very much this week. The only thing I can think of is that I went to Burger King after it. <laughs> That's my own. I don't usually go to Burger King, like, but I was just like, I have a weird amount of time to kill. I have half an hour, and I think I'm going to go to Burger King. What'd you get at Burger King? Yeah, tell us. I just got a Whopper meal, just a regular Whopper meal, no cheese, Diet Coke, and uh, the service was very friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Good on so you, So it did feel like a treat. I haven't been to Burger King in a long time. Is that the? Is that a? Is that like a good? Uh, burger restaurant. I don't. I, we don't eat meat. I. Oh, you don't. Oh, you both don't eat meat. Oh, yeah. I do like their fries better. Why'd you get upset by me? You, <laughs> you, when I said we don't eat meat, you went <laughs> like I did something wrong. Oh, sorry. We we're trying to keep it secret. No, because you were asking if the burgers are good. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, you don't eat them. Yeah. Oh, I'm curious. I still want to know what's got the good burgers. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big fast food person, but I like their burgers more than McDonald's. Wow. So if I had to choose between the two, I would go to Burger King <laughs> every time. Wow. Wow. Okay. Is Burger King the square burgers? No, no you're thinking of Wendy's. Wendy's. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those Wendy's are pretty and good. those freaky square if I remember. burgers. Yeah, those... if I remember right. Wendy's burgers are I those would be uh, I don't know. I don't I always get the spicy chicken sandwich when I go to Wendy's. We used to do that too and we ate meat. We found that we both <laughs> gave up meat and had a love for at a time the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's. I love those things. I got the one time they gave me one that was legitimately raw on the inside oh no and most time most of the times if i have like a bad food experience i'm like well i guess i'm never eating that again uh but you can't it's a spicy chicken sandwich that spicy Wendy's. chicken sandwich i went back for a lot which yeah. also i worry about that like if i have bad every now and then i have a bad food experience i'm like well i'll never eat that again and i feel like i'm starting to eliminate too many foods from my diet like there's not going to be a lot left soon yeah i had um a jack-in-the-box like egg Mc, or not a mcmuffin but whatever <laughs> an egg, yeah. like biscuit thing and yeah the egg like oh boy there was like something in it and it like made me feel so and like i, I can't ever even look at a fast food like egg thing ever again yeah. which is a bummer because it's like being a vegetarian it's like the only thing That's i can, about eat all you can eat from them places so do you eat eggs you can have eggs yeah i'm, a, right. I'm not vegan uh, i love cheese and eggs great yeah. <laughs> <laughs> love, really loving those eggs yeah. uh okay now we do our segment. We like to call it Pawnee Murals. We just like to look at fan art from the show and talk about it very briefly. Yeah. So I can't, we found this little piece from uh, a Drunken Works, and it's called Lil Ron Swanson, and it features Ron Swanson drawn into three poses. One, he's surly, crossing his arms. The other one, he's got a big old hunk of meat that he's about to eat. The other one, he's got a golden gun. And then the last one is he's shirtless with a fork and knife. He looks like he's about to attack me with that fork and knife. Yeah. We never saw him shirtless. Did we? Oh, I feel like we had to have. I mean, we, I know I've definitely seen his chest. There's a point where he has his robe open after going like crazy with Tammy. Oh, yeah, yeah, and he, yeah. And I think he's missing half his mustache at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's really cute. I like those. Um, uh, just the, the little revolver thing from the opening Ugh. is great. Did he didn't do that in the show, right? He did. Oh shit! That is in season two. He's a golden gun. Yeah, when they're they're they have they get a visitor from their sister city, which has Fred Armisen. They give him a golden gun. And I believe they say it's like Fidel Castro's gun or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's great. We <laughs> should post that one because I like little Ron. He looks so cute, well, like a baby Ron. Little tiny characters are always good. I'll say that for sure. Yeah, guys, send us your fan art if you uh, have some fun baby Rons or other. <laughs> yeah, we want to do Parks and Recreation babies. Oh, <laughs> we would reboot I'm the show, sure but everyone's a baby. There. Yeah, that's got to definitely. Exist. Yeah, that's got to exist. Um, okay, well, this is a uh, we'll 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 bring it home then with our with our favorite game. Ben's excited about it. Ben's excited. It's called Tom's Company Bitches. Uh, Tom Haverford always comes up with terrible company ideas. We're going to, for 60 seconds, like kind of round robin style, give a Tom Company pitch. It can be a sentence. It can be five sentences. It can be just a title. Uh, No big deal. Um, And uh, after 60 seconds, we all win. (laughs) Because we give up Tom's Company pitches. Uh, Do I start, Elise? Um, yeah. Which, what's the order? What's the order? Uh, we'll go this way. Okay. Is that okay? Okay. Everybody so good? I'm going to go first, then Ben, then Elise. Then Great. All right. I'll count you down. Great. Oh, three, two, one. Okay. Um, this is a bar that's themed, uh, like a college frat house rooftop and I call it roofies. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, based off of just recent news this week, onesies for male dogs only. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> I don't have a name. For <laughs> Tropical. Um, mine uh, is like a little drone that'll deliver you um, like glasses of wine, but in like discreet bottles at work. So if you just like need to have a a wine cooler at two thirty, a drone it. will bring it to you. I love it, and it's called. Wine drone. <laughs> uh, mine is uh, like a, pa- a pair of pants that have uh, cup holders in it, uh, and it's co- they call them sh- they call them shot pants. Shot, oh. shot pants. <laughs> shot pants. <laughs> Um, I want. I've always wanted to open a restaurant where uh, you uh, a train, uh, like a miniature train, it goes around the whole restaurant, and you order and get your food oh, by yeah. train. <laughs> and I think it should be called Choo, "Choose Your Own Meal Venture." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's our yeah. time. That's perfect. Choo, 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 choo. Choose your own meal adventure. <laughs> Meal venture. Meal venture. Oh wow. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I didn't get that right. <laughs> uh, I mean, listen. I I think there's a world in which I can see you on Shark Tank talking about choo choo. Choose your meal venture. I love Shark yeah. Tank so much. It's my favorite show. I wish this was a Shark Tank podcast right now. Yeah, uh, let's change it up. <laughs> I, frankly, I'm fine with that. I love Shark Tank too. Yeah, Shark Tank is so good. That's. Uh, I feel like everybody. I feel like for people who hate reality shows, maybe that's not right. But I feel like people who hate reality shows still love shark tank i don't know why there's something about it you're just like this oh yeah. it's not worth that much <laughs> you can't overvalue your company yeah every time this guy just is a publicity whore get out of here yeah. <laughs> i mean mark if you like parks and rec please come on the show <laughs> uh, mark burnett or wait no, no uh mark cuban. <laughs> mark cuban uh wait does mark burnett pr- produce that or am i crazy 
There's no I way to know. know. Maybe I feel like he's a not. He's got his finger in everything, guys. Probably. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That's our. Those are our Tom Company pitches. And Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. Uh, is there anything that you want to plug or share with our listening audience, all the parkies out there? Um, I guess just follow me on Twitter at Benjamin J S. Uh, and yeah. then I used haven't. I mean, it may still be around. Like, but uh. Do this Instagram called Kylie Jenner does stuff yeah. where I try to make her be doing things, but I only do it like once a month now. So really, <laughs> I'm like shedding followers. Uh, <laughs> I followed that and yeah. I didn't know you ran it. And this is like a while ago. And I was like showing Stephen one, and he was like, "You know, Ben runs that." Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I ran That's out funny. of things for her to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're so funny though. Go guys, go look at just the past ones. They're great. Uh, does. Can we just agree that Kendall Jenner, right? It's, is it? Wait, no. Is that the real one? Kendall's the Pepsi one. No, who's the who's the other? There's another Instagram account. That's oh, like, the the like, twin, the twin yeah, brother, the twin brother of Kendall or something. And yeah, it's like something goofy. I'm like, can we just agree that he stole that uh, that uh, whoever that group is stole that from you? I think he might have been doing it the same time, and then mm-hmm. also. Actually, seems to know Photoshop, whereas I don't really know how to do Photoshop. It's a, it's a group of people. <laughs> oh, it's really? Like, it's not like Kirby uh, Jenner. That's Kirby what Jenner. It is. That's yes. it. Yeah, ah, that's funny. yeah. Very so funny. A lot you of do know Photoshop. You've been doing funny Photoshop bits for years. Like I, I liked your your Kincaid paintings that we did for a while. I kind of those are so funny. Like half know how to do Photoshop, <laughs> but whoever does Kirby Jenner, like people will always like post on my Facebook, like, "Hey, this person did your idea, but better." Like. <laughs> They'll, they'll never be like they stole your idea or something. They're always like, "This is so much better than what you're oh doing." Oh my god, that's so funny. <laughs> and if it is more... true, so like I can't, I can't argue with it. Like, yeah. If you were more capable, this would be. Oh Jesus, what a monstrous thing! I love it. All right, well, uh, listeners, follow uh, Benjamin JS on Twitter and Kirby Jenner and Kirby, Kirby Jenner. Jenner. <laughs> yeah, why not? Just let's boost Kirby Jenner too. Uh, ben, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. You can find the show at Love You Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you have questions, fan art, love it moments, like it moments, gifts, reviews, and more, reach out to us there. If you want to email us, you can at loveyoupodcast at gmail.com. You can find me all across the internet at Pearlstein. And me at Elise Michelle. Our theme music was composed by Thomas Gilbert. And our show art was by Kevin David Crow. Give us a sweet, sweet five-star review on iTunes. Until next time, we love you. And we like you. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now. Hi, Sex and the City fans. Megan McKeever here. Check out my podcast, Cosmos and the City, where I'll be watching through the entire series of Sex and the City with a slew of fabulous guests. Each week, we'll be talking through everything from who wore what and why to the hottie of the week. So grab a drink and join me on my journey. Thanks, and be sure to subscribe to Cosmos and the City in iTunes or your favorite podcasting app.